0: Good evening. In 1519, Hernan Cortez landed in Veracruz, what we now know to be Mexico, to overthrow the Aztecs and take hold of the vast treasures of gold and silver if they won. Cortez landed with only 600 men and reportedly didn't have any armor, unlike their Aztec counterparts. Cortez demanded the ships be burnt. Imagine an army up in arms on the shores of Mexico, looking at each other, thinking their leader had turned into a madman. The idea was simple, creative, thought-provoking, and most of all, it worked. Cortez's army had no way to retreat, no way to get back home if things didn't go their way. This army was either going to be successful or go down fighting. There was no turning back. The idea of having no other option spurred the army into grit mindset that was so motivating that it was genius. The troops wanted to get home to their family, and the only way that would happen would be from winning every battle they faced over the next two years. They won, and now it is used as a great example of how people can do extraordinary things when they put their minds to it and get rid of the exit strategy. All right, boys, how are we doing tonight? Amazing. Awesome. All right, welcome aboard. This is the Out of the Rut uh, special edition show. We're finally getting off of some of the NFL stuff, and I've got uh, some friends in the room tonight. We got producer Joe on the mixer. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Awesome. Joined by two repeat guests, and this has never been done before in the history of the show. I'm joined by my friend, Billy Landford. How are you doing, Billy? Amazing. Good, good. Jake Soltysiak, how you doing, man?
1: I'm great, man.
0: Good. Welcome aboard. We're here to talk about this concept. So, um, I don't remember who started this all. We we were just kind of texting back and forth. And, um, you know, I wanted to have the two of you on the show at the same time. Why? I don't know. It it was just, uh, when when you're in the creative world, and I'm not the most creative human being on, on, like, I'm not naturally, but it just something struck to me and i was like you know let's do it what the hell like let's let's do that we'll have billy on we'll have jake on and when we were texting you know what's the topic and that's an interesting concept because I've never done like a topic-driven show before. Typically, I do the interview style. It's either interview style shows where I bring on somebody new that maybe, maybe I know super well that has a really interesting story or somebody I don't know who I want to get to know. Um, in this case, I know both of you. I've interviewed both of you already, Billy twice, Jake once. And um, one of you asks, what's the topic? And so my brain just started thinking. I was like, what is something that these two have in common? And from the little that I know about each of your stories, um, something put this story on my heart. I don't know if it was something that I heard, but I've heard this story before. And if you were, if you have a history of, you know, reading self-development books, or if you've dove into the personal development stuff, this is kind of a, um, a a, 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 a catch 20, not a catch 22, um, a household name, I guess, in the in the personal development world, this story. So um, let's start with you, Billy. What um, when, when you hear this story, do you do you have something like personal in your life that you can attribute this mindset to? Um, did you is this something that you've had? Or have you had like moments in your life where you've had a moment like this? Or overall, give me your thoughts.
2: Tony Robbins. He explain. uses his story all the time. Okay. Or he used to like okay. back in the day. Um, you know, the funny thing is, so you sent this topic over and I read it and I was, I've been beating it up all day. And the funny thing is I never burned, burned all the boats. Interesting. I haven't. And uh, I don't think most people do. Okay. I mean, think about Think about the concept of that story, right? Mm-hmm. You have this guy who's like, all right, we are either going to die or we're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Like there is no other way. Yeah, I've never done that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, I don't know about you, salty. I haven't.
1: Um, death?
2: <sighs> no. Yeah.
1: <Yes. laughs> but I'm saying like, even I'm to the point lying. of like being homeless.
2: Sure. I've done a lot. I put myself out there. I sold the business. But like, was I gonna be homeless? No. I could go work two or three jobs. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, I I think I put my stake. Or I don't think I know. I put my stakes in the ground. Mm-hmm. But have I just like burned the fucking boat? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say I have maybe to other people I have. Okay. But like when I look at myself or I look at that story and kind of judge those, I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty intense. All right. Well, that's it. Everybody have a (laughs) good (laughs) day. I mean, I have a lot to say about it and I think they're like psychologically, I think there's a lot going on there. But Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that's a, that's just a big, big thing. And I think in today's world, everyone likes to think they're doing that. Mm hmm. Cause they're quote unquote entrepreneurs or they're whatever they think they are, Mm -hmm. but it's just bullshit. Like it's absolute bullshit. I mean, think of the things that had to happen for them to even get to a place to burn the boats. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of all the work that led up to that. I mean, most people jump into something. If it doesn't work out in 20 minutes, 20 days, they're out, Mm -hmm. you know, but yet they're burning the boats. Mm -hmm. But are they? Exactly. Well, That's that's my
1: point. Yeah. Are they even those boats to burn? Absolutely. After twenty minutes of working and you know, they're like, ah, I think I'll do something else, then Mm -hmm. I guess it's not really truly burning all the boats at that point. Well, to put it in context, so this took place four
0: hundred years ago.
1: Well, yeah. And
0: let but and I'm not saying that there's equivalence of like, you know, it's hard to make a one-to-one comparison of what our lives are like today and what they were going through in the 1500s. Um, but Jake, this mentality of um, of putting your foot in the ground and and making a decision, no matter what, and pushing through it. Do you have an example? What What's something that comes to your mind when when you think of this story?
1: So when you sent me over the outline. I would again like Billy said I was just reading through it and thinking about it and I mean I would say the most pivotal thing in my life would just be like the journey of fatherhood. Okay. These last what? 7 years. Um, you know, I was 21 when we had our first son and uh I mean, living in my wife's grandma's house, like we got to stay there for free cuz I didn't make enough money at that point to even afford like a studio apartment for you know, me, her and the baby. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there was, yeah, a couple options running through my head. I'm like, I can, you know, keep wanting to party and hang out with all my friends. And, you know, I guess at that point someone was like, if you want to just stay a deadbeat, you know. And I was like, ouch. But yeah, I mean that was the reality of it. Cause I, I was at that age where all my friends were out having fun, hitting me up all the time. And then uh or I could walk out. But having grown up, you know, with my story of being adopted, like that sense and fear of abandonment. Like, am I going to pass that on? Am mm-hmm. I just going to allow the cycle to continue? So, I mean, like, psychologically wise, like you said, there's a lot going on with that whole story. Um, I kind of eliminated those walking out or, you know, just staying where I was mentally. Um, And I, I guess in a sense, I burned those boats and I was like, there's, there's only one thing I can do is mature, move on, become a provider, you know, work harder, make more money. So, I mean, the list goes on and on, but Mm -hmm. I would say the whole, yeah, journey of fatherhood has been like the biggest thing that comes to mind when I hear that story. You know, that's interesting because that, those, those are hard decisions
0: to make and they're, they're, they're not common decisions to make, especially for our generation in the in the the TikTok Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you know the e- take taking the easy the easy path on a lot of those things. What based on now I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna throw this to Billy real quick. But go ahead. It, can, can I jump in? Oh, go, but go yeah, for it. That, the thing is, it was like you burn like psychological books Yeah, that's right? what I meant. Like, yeah. you burn philosophies, which I definitely have done. That I mean I think to attain any desire, goal, destiny, whatever you want to call it, you have to. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, you know, when I read it, I was thinking more about like the, uh, um, you know, I mean, Tony Robbins, right? Like, I mean, he was broke. Mm-hmm. He was living out of his, you know, studio apartment. He had nothing. And, you know, he had his payday come that kind of thing. I've never done. Like he was one step away from homeless that mm-hmm. I've never done. Yeah. Burning psychological votes all freaking day long. Yeah. Because you have to. I mean, that's just evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most people don't do it, but I mean, that's what you did. That's why I respect you so much. I oh, mean, I you know that. that. Yeah. Like, you're amazing.
0: So, based on what you know about Jake, what do you think mental, like, what mental clicks? did he have to make in order for to make those tough decisions like from from an outside looking in fair
2: question it's it's that's (laughs) why he asked you that's why i asked you exactly put me on the hot seat uh i would go to adversity because that would be what i always go from or to and uh salty has adversity from being adopted uh i mean i can't imagine what that created growing up um and just the things you had to work through. um. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've overcome adversity, so you've done the work, even though you may not have even been aware that you were doing the work, but you've done the work and you got to a point where, uh, and I would be curious if you did know you were doing the work growing up, but you had done the work so much subconsciously or consciously that you got to a point where when the, shit hit the fan the decision had to be in or out you were able to do that you were able to make that um but yeah i mean i i don't think you can go there unless you've done the work and like i said it may not even be at a conscious level i mean there has to be some element of awareness
3: i think it's super interesting that both of your responses were very hesitant and i say that to to kind of pull from the idea of stoicism, or it is what it is, in the sense of, I think the two of you have done enough work in in the little bit that I know about both of you, specifically Billy, because I know Billy a little bit better, um, that neither of you think of the things that you have gone through as significant enough to worry about in a in a way that is burning the boats. Mm, oh, and absolutely, I think that speaks to the comparison of those people that are saying like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm burning the boats. They think that the the things that they're going through, which someone who has been down that road might look back and say that wasn't all that big of a deal if you look back on it and look at it from the correct perspective. That burning the boats is really uh, a super micro thing for a lot of people, and I don't think anyone in the modern world is really going to get to uh, anything close to the actual story. I mean, even Tony Robbins' situation in America, that there are a lot of people that go through things like that, but realistically these days, the, the concept of, of being homeless or being below the poverty line in America is still a much better life than being in an unknown land against people that want to kill you with no way home. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I, I
2: I think that's interesting because one of my insecurities is that I'm not doing enough. There's some, and I don't mean that even in, in like a work 20 hours a day way because I'm not that guy. Um, But like internally, I'm not doing enough work. I'm not doing enough shadow work. I'm not, if you're a Carl Jung fan, not doing enough healing. I'm not, you know, having enough quiet time. I'm not that. That's one of my insecurities. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's funny you picked up on that because I never feel like I I, I was having this conversation yesterday. I was like, I'll never feel like I've arrived Mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't think it's a reality because as I, as I age, uh, a, every time I look at the world in a different perspective or something happens and I see the world slightly different, I view everything about me slightly different. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden there's a little bit more healing that has to be done. There's a little bit more work. I need to go back and talk to 13 year old Billy and be like, why did you like, what were you thinking? <laughs> where were you at? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In order to understand even where I'm at today. Right. Like I, I, uh, posted a, uh, Paulo Coelho quote, and I don't know it verbatim, but more or less, it's like it's maybe it's not about becoming, but about unbecoming un- un- all mm-hmm. the things that the world threw at you, right? To find your true self, and I feel like for me that work, that's really what it's about more than anything else. Like yeah. it's not about the material. I love things. I like making money. I love all that stuff, but it's not about that for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why your answer, Salty, was so intriguing to me. Because you like went right to burning, like becoming or unbecoming, if you will.
1: Yeah. No. And like you mentioned, like, I didn't realize at that point that I had faced that adversity. Mm -hmm. I just, that's just what I, how I grew up. And I kind of just dealt with it in different ways just because I didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. There was no other choice. Um, But now looking back on it and reflecting on it, it's like, you know, that's the foundation that was there for me. So now, you know, being more self-aware of that and realizing, you know, the, the roots of developing this sort of, uh, persistence, I guess, Uh you know, Uh but I, yeah, like you said, subconsciously I was putting it in work and I, you know, Uh I had no idea. Uh So I think maybe at that point, yeah, drawing from that adversity makes decisions and quote unquote burning boats a little bit easier. Uh And then like Joe said, you know, we kind of, um, We look back on it, you know, things we've done to get where we are or things we're doing to get where we're going. Mm -hmm. And we we don't really consider it that much work Mm -hmm. in perspective to what we're prepared to do. I guess Mm so.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe even from a different perspective, hearing you say that it's it's not so much that you are the one burning the boats, but the the people that you have around you burnt the boats. Yeah, I mean. To a certain extent, I mean,
1: yeah, I think, um, yeah, certain people around me growing up were burning those boats for me. So I didn't really Mm -hmm. have a -hmm. choice, but to Mm -hmm. only look forward. But, um, from a psychological standpoint, like we, like we just said, you know, you have to choose and sacrifice and it's necessary. Like Billy said, in order to achieve whatever you're going after. How can the
0: idea of burning the boats be helpful or harmful? This is a question that Joe came up with, and I think we're kind of um, we're kind of delving into it because I think, and I'll, I'll give my opinion on this real quick, and then I'll, I'll throw it to you two. But I think that there are a lot of times where people will recklessly make burn the boat decisions, like I'm going to. I'm going to mortgage the house to start XYZ business or Bitcoin. something like that. Or I'm going to throw yes. everything <laughs> yes. into Dogecoin or something, take the life <laughs> savings and I'm going to go to Vegas and put it on black or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think that where, where it comes in is people will make a decision like that, but they won't back it up with the work. And I've, I've been there before. I built a business and I, and I burned some boats, you know, I didn't make decisions that would be, you know, I, that would make us homeless, but I pretty close. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, but I also though, I wasn't all in mentally with that business. So can you think of an, have you seen anybody or seen anything or give an idea of something that, Um, that you may have seen, or maybe even a a decision that you made at some point in time that, you know, you, you did have that action or you did make that decision, but the action or your heart really wasn't in it.
1: Um, man, it's a hard question. Yeah. This is the one when I was reading through the outline that I was like, this is going to be, you can go so many different ways with it. Um, but it all comes back to the same kind of mentality of, you know a lot of people say like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's kind of the same sense of, you know, don't burn all of your boats, I guess. So, I mean, people always say like, if you want to be prepared, you know, have a plan A, have a plan B, plan C if you need to, if all else fails. But I mean, if you cut off all exit routes and, you know, decide in anything really that like failure is not an option. I hear that so many times and I, I really love that quote, but I mean, Billy's a huge one with this. Like, he always talks about how, like, those failures you got to take on the chin, and that's how you learn, that's how you grow. Mm-hmm. So, I think, you know, it, it, you can burn all the boats and it can be um, hurtful in a way because at that point, you know, you're going to achieve what you need to achieve or what? I mean, if there's nothing else there for you, then is that just it? Like, are you just not going to, you know, proceed to do anything else and there's no other? ways to get to your goal. So, I mean me personally, I don't I don't think I've really done anything that detrimental or made any decisions as far as like burning all my boats. Like I've always had like there's more than one way to get to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I I don't know, it's kind of like a straight line and it's you're going to live or you're going to die, right? And yeah. I don't think I've really had to come to a, a decision um, When, you know, I have something that I'm going after that I've, I've burned everything and then fallen flat on my face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I sold a business, um,
2: gosh, how long ago was that? I was 30, so 14 years ago. Um, that would probably be as close to it as I've come. So I wanted to go into coaching, wanted to be a coach, wanted to develop people, you know, become Tony Robbins, so to speak. (laughs) Had no idea how to do it, but I, I loved what I did and I hated what I did at the same time. Like mm-hmm. money was great. I didn't love it though. Um, so literally, I went to my parents and said, Hey, I want to sell this business. Um, they were for it. Uh, so literally within like two weeks, sold the business. Hmm. And I had no idea what
3: I was going to do, but I just knew it would always work out. So go for it, Joe. I think that's the perfect example of you underestimating what you did in your own life because that is that is such yeah, a burn-the-boats yeah. moment and and back to what Jake was saying, like, I think the thing that might get sim- oversimplified in this story, hearing us talk about it now, is, yes, there were no boats, but it wasn't impossible for them to survive in the landscape uh-huh. absolutely. and that that's the thing, right? Like it, it it's all predicated
2: on mindset, right? If you have an awareness, you know who you are, or seemingly at least have an idea of who you are, Mm -hmm. have an idea of what you want, and you're working on that, on that becoming or unbecoming, however you want to do that. Like for me, selling the business, it doesn't seem that way because it was a natural step. And I am an extreme optimist. Like I firmly believe if you're doing the work, what you are going after will come. So like I don't ha- as much as like I can be skeptical, like I love stoicism
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and I I like beating things up, looking at like the ext- what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing? But at the end of the day, I know that it's going to work out and it's going to work out beautifully mm-hmm. and it's going to be full of surprises. Like there's no doubt in my mind. I could wake up tomorrow, lose everything. And I'm telling you, I will have the same outlook. It's just who like it's whether it's who I am or the way I've built myself or probably with the help from my parents because they're pretty optimistic as well. Like that is that is the reality, right? Mm-hmm. So like any goal or desire I have, it, 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 it happens. I mean, I wanted to coach, so I ended up getting a, a job and we went through this, right? Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. a job at Wedgwood. Where I had, you know, 12 kids, 20 staff, and then uh, got hired by AK Ricks, like I knew it would happen. I don't I don't really worry too much about how it happens. I just know it will happen. So my only job is becoming who I'm meant to become. Yeah. So I think that's why when you, oh, you, you threw me for a loop
0: there when you said that, like right at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. You did. I was like, okay, (laughs) Billy's being a smart ass because
2: I really wasn't though, because I I really wasn't though, because I I did like when I, once again, though, it's how I may view myself. It's your your perception of yourself.
0: Absolutely. So my
2: perception of you
0: in that situation is compared to the masses um, how many people do you know that are in a position, they own a successful business, the money's good,, um, you know, you, you know, you, you're doing something that you're good at, um, but it's not fulfilling. It's not happy. I, I think that the majority of people would stay in a position like that. Oh yeah, versus and, and choose complacency versus doing something risky and moving into the unknown.
2: Absolutely. But I think it goes back to what do you want out of life? I truly like I, I mean, I cannot say it enough. Life to me is not about the material. For sure. It truly is not. Yep. It is, I, I love it. Like mm-hmm. I said, I like nice things. Um, I like to go on trips. I love all of that. But I firmly believe life is about the internal, mm-hmm. not the external. For sure. So therefore, yeah, being in that it was, situation, it was crystal clear what you were after. Yeah, I because mean, that, when and it, it's what I'm still after, right? right? So it's like if if that situation arises, yeah, and I'm comp- like I can't get past it, then I got to make a change. The irony is, four hundred years ago, there is a guy
0: named Cortez that landed on the coast of Mexico with two crystal clear objectives: it was to win and take hold of the treasure, let it fly. <laughs> and to get back home safely and that was only accomplished by winning but it was very like the the clarity of that i think we we focus maybe too much on the action versus the clarity that cortez had yeah, and, and what, what he, he and what he wanted yeah. um and not only did he um get what he wanted but the 600 men that were with him also he got
3: them on the same page very quickly, by the way. (laughs) I mean, so to to go back to that, then the question becomes like, was burning the boats for him? Interesting. Or was it for his men? Interesting. Because if you, if you are crystal clear in your vision and it doesn't even seem to you like you're burning the boats, you're, if you are already in a state of mind where going back is a stupid idea or isn't an option, are, is is he doing that for him anymore? Or is he doing that for the six hundred other people that he needs to 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 be with him so that they also can get home? Let me let me
0: let me throw a caveat in here too. Because what if he didn't do that, and what if they showed up and they got their butts kicked, and six hundred men turns into two, and they turn back and go go back to um, Spain, I believe is where Cortez was from. I didn't yeah. read up on it enough, but. Um, <laughs> So yes. they go back to Spain with their tails between their legs. And but Cortez, the commander, he's probably still alive. He goes back to the life that he was living, goes back to the the, av- the average life that he was living before. I'm drawing some huge <laughs> I'm jumping to some <laughs> conclusions here, but I'm also trying to create some parallels to how we would see that in 2021.
1: We'll have to rename the title to burning the Teslas (laughs) for us to relate to short circuiting uh, the Teslas.
2: Yes. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's, there's so many assumptions we could make about that. Yeah. I mean, it could just been straight greed and
1: could have been, yeah. The conquistador
2: mentality.
0: Or maybe going back
1: home was not an option. Like maybe he got sent out with these men and maybe they wanted to die. die. Could be. And Cortez is like, no, like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go home as a failure and I'm not going to die here. So for sure. Absolutely. I need to inspire these guys. And maybe the financial
0: state of the country was that of which that if, if they didn't come back successful, they didn't have something to come back
3: to at yeah. all.
2: Joe's so. doing the research. So we're, we're going to have some answers. <laughs> yeah. here yes. yeah. he,
3: he was the former governor of Spain for the, Oh, for the, the governor. Oh,
1: okay. So yeah. he probably was sitting on, yeah, Something I don't see the nice. governor
0: of Michigan going out and burning any boats, but
2: we'll, we'll, oh no. We'll, we'll leave that out of that right now. So, uh, you know what I thought was interesting though? What's the the second part of that? Right? Like, is it harmful if to burn the boats? What What was uh, the second can part? The, I, yeah, can is the yeah, idea helpful
3: be helpful or harmful?
2: Yeah, because the the harmful thing I think is real, um, especially even just people. So, you know, when I coach people, like you have the you you are today. You have the you you like you want to become right. Mm-hmm. So like if you mm-hmm. see a goal uh, or a vision, whatever it is, like you have to become somebody different, if you will. Um, you have to evolve in order to get that thing. So you got to build a bridge there, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the build. Like if you ain't if you're not willing to start building that bridge before you burn a boat, that's a problem. And the thing is though, is a lot of people jump into doing something because they mm-hmm. like it, it feels good, but they haven't you know, they haven't done the internal work or they haven't built the skills they need. And then all of a sudden they end up hating what it is. Or they, uh, like you said, salty, like they have some failure and that's it. Mm -hmm. And then they're out. And unfortunately, if they just had that mentality to keep going Mm -hmm. and it's not even about winning at all costs like that, that I think that's probably what gets me going is it's not about the attainment of, Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it really isn't because that could change. I could get halfway there and be like, you know, that that's not what I want. I actually want something further out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what happens to me constantly. Or I want to go to the left a little bit because that looks pretty interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I'm constantly seeing myself and learning in different ways and therefore I'm able to give to different people and you know what I mean? Different yeah. ways. But it's building skills and learning the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part where, you know, that bridge that you have to build, if you're not willing to go after it, it's going to stop at some point, which is what I see most people. I mean, I think yeah. most people are pretty boring and I, it sounds so arrogant to say, and I know it does, um, but it's true because like, what are you doing? Like you're doing the same thing this year as you did five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like who, who is that inspiring? And if you don't want to live an inspiring life, that's fine. I, yeah. I'm not saying I do to everyone by, by any stretch. Um, but it's like, what, what are you, what are you doing? What are you becoming? I want your, your views should be different to, you know, five years from now than they are today. Yeah. At least a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So yeah, I think it's insanely harmful. And I think most people do not go into trying to attain a goal or reach a destiny or a desire with the like appropriate outlook by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. My, um, my podcast went through
0: a similar cycle to that. So you did our 90-day review back in almost exactly a year ago, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. And in that 90-day run, we produced more episodes of the show than we've done in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. So I'll take you on a little just kind of my mental joy ride through the last 15 <laughs> months or so. So when we got was this... it a joy ride? <laughs> there, there was joy. Okay. It's all about perspective. And, and, and there was pain. Um. So I, I, so there was a renewing, there was a renewing of my mind that took place Mm -hmm. over this whole thing. The, there, there were new wine skins that were created because when I came into this, I wanted to be Joe Rogan. I wanted to make a shit ton of money from this thing Mm -hmm. and quit my dumb job that I, at the bank that I could not stand and just talking to Mike all day. That's like that. That was kind of my goal going into it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we hammered it. And we, we had some early success, I would say. Um, and I think about this time last year, we were averaging, what What did you say? About a thousand downloads a month? Yeah. No, some, something. Uh, 500 downloads a month. Okay. So, but nothing like that would even really scratch the surface of the podcast world out yeah. there. And then producer Joe went into hibernation <laughs> and, um, I, and, and we I tried some stuff without him. And you kind of, you tagged along for a couple episodes after that, yeah, like I think one or two in uh, the summer. Yeah, for sure, as as you could. And it, I lost my vision. Well, my vision for what I was trying to accomplish because I hit a wall, and then I started questioning whether or not I really wanted to do this. Because at that same time, I switched. I completely did a career one eighty. You would think banking and mortgage or. Um, the same, and they there are some similarities to what I what I was doing before, but not in very very different worlds. And um, I quickly found myself was like, okay, I'm trying to build this podcast business, but I'm also now building a mortgage business. And you know, when you, even even though I'm employed by Nest Mortgage, I I'm building a business per se. I'm building connections. I'm developing relationships with you know real estate agents, insurance agents, um, you know, a lot more networking. I'm going out and grabbing coffee with people versus before I just sat in my office at the bank and we'll let people walk in. So, um, so when I went through that, you know, I, and I was excited about it and I still am, and it was a new shiny object for me. And the podcast kind of went on the back burner because it's like, okay, this mortgage thing is going to be my Bread. This this is going to be my bread. This is what I'm going to do to to provide a living for myself. And over the summer, did a lot of soul searching and um, had some conversations with Joe. Had some conversations with Tyler, the, my co-host on the NFL show. And went into this year in August when we when we fired the NFL show back up um, with a completely new mindset. Is that this this is fun and it really is fun. And we're we approached it as we're, we're doing this to entertain ourselves <laughs> and <laughs> entertain anybody that cares to tune in. Yeah. And we did that for the, we've done that for ever since the end of, of, uh, um, uh, mid August, mid August. And we haven't, we, we, we did one week where I had COVID. I did a solo show and then we did a zoom episode after that, but we haven't missed a week. Yeah. Um, but just doing the NFL stuff cause it's a lot of fun and we enjoy mm-hmm. it. And I had a conversation, two major breakthroughs that have happened in the last week. I had a conversation with uh, a fellow podcaster who recommended we change how we're distributing things. And our, our, we've had more views in the last two days or downloads in the last two days than we've had in m- like several months over the summer combined. That's awesome. Um, and the second thing is that um, we have an opportunity... Um, and this is, this is way out there, but to take the show onto FM radio, um, because I have a connection who works in the industry here locally. So like, and that happened without even trying because we were, we were, we were pursuing something that was enjoyable because we loved doing it. Not because there was, you know, we had these illusions of grandeur or whatever. And Hey, if the money comes, that's great. It's icing on the cake. What are your thoughts on that 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 birth, death, and resurrection of how this has all come about?
2: Do you want to take it salty? Or?
0: Um, Go for it,
2: salty. Man, let's just think.
1: I mean, I guess it kind of goes back to um, like Billy mentioning, you know, like the material stuff. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, who doesn't want, you know, or enjoy nice things, nice clothes, a nice car, whatever, you know, a PS5 that people are selling online for (laughs) $1,200 when you could have bought it months ago for $400 (laughs) Uh, or whatever. Um, so funny, but I mean, like it, it goes back to, yeah, like, uh, doing something, you know, for yourself and, um, you know, getting growth out of that because it's something that, you know, not only are you enjoying, but I mean, I guess like it was, it was a journey mentally for you and then business wise for you as well. So, um, I think as you find out more like about yourself, like Billy always says, push inward um, out of that comes a lot more, um, I don't know, happiness, joy, growth um, than jumping into something for, you know, the wrong reasons. In this case, it would be being Joe Rogan and yeah. making lots of money. So <laughs> I don't know. I I think, you know, it's 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 a lot more. Yeah rewarding uh finding that you know out about yourself and going through that mentally and um what, what is the saying pressure makes diamonds mm-hmm. right so i think putting yourself under a little bit of pressure there and kind of re- hitting the reset button you know it's you've developed a new sense of uh you know what you actually wanted out of this and why you got into it in the first place mm-hmm. but if you're listening joe rogan then <laughs> my boy Justin <laughs> we appreciate that
3: uh, I,
2: yeah I mean I agree with Salty 100% and you know it's funny I, I really struggle like goals are they're just a part of life and I get it and I have them and they come and they go they do yeah um, and we have them in business and they're wonderful whatever but what I think more what I go more to these days is destiny it's a word that I use a lot with people mm-hmm. that I'm coaching um because when i when i think of destiny and if we take away once again take away the material like the material stuff gets in the way of the joy right like it gets in the i see i believe we're all creative and you are creative and you that's where you stammered when you said that starting out the show but you are everyone is creative Mm -hmm. we we are all here to create
1: right like yeah, you have a couple of kids, man. You know, you. <laughs> uh,
2: that's that's procreation. That's so that yeah, oh, okay, that's okay. A different show. Yeah,
1: different different show. That's
0: yeah. the midnight. I'm k- show. I'm kind of hardwired to do that. So. Uh, that's good. Yeah,
2: that's amazing. Um, it's a byproduct of the one thing I think about twenty four seven. But you know, the the thing is, though, is when when I believe we're at our best as humans when we are creating and giving it away effortlessly mm. like when we're just like take it take it i mean i do more coaching for free than i i, I will ever do and get paid i've for. talked to some of your constituents i mean it's constant <laughs> right like and it's no, and, and i love it though. yeah and i'm not even saying i'm always y- y- the person to call but if somebody calls and needs something or texts me i will always mm-hmm. i will always take them up on that yep. always um even if it's just a listen i may not even have anything that will help but i'll definitely be in here hmm
3: yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you you are the person that I think of. Anytime I do something that I know that I'm proud of, I know that you're always a person that I can go to and be like, hey, Billy, I did this. Something that you're talking about in one of your Thirsty Thursdays or whatever. And you're always there to be like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, did you do your Thirsty Thursday
0: all the way already? No, not yet. Okay, you need to
2: do it in studio today. Yeah? Yeah, that would oh. be awesome. All right. All that right. Would be awesome. I was actually going to do a written one, but we can do it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we got to do, do it. it. <laughs> got to do I it. Actually, that's why I was running late is I wrote it all out okay. in notes, and then I put it in, and it was like the uh, text was too long, and I was just I'm about to throw this phone at you. <laughs> oh. <So laughs> no, I was like, cool. whatever, I don't have well, time to mess if
0: with to If you want to like read it on your phone, <laughs> I'll take the video of you.
2: And we can then, do that. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Cool. That right. was so put cool. Put me on the spot. Yeah. yeah. So let's do it. But that's the thing, though. If you're giving away what you love doing, I mean, like I think of Freddie Freeman, because uh, this Atlanta Braves banner, mm-hmm. like if for those of you who don't know, first baseman for the Atlanta Braves. He's pretty good at baseball. He's yeah, he's pretty good at baseball. <laughs> it's really good. And he just loves it. Mm-hmm. Like he's giving away. I mean, he literally is just giving away his his talents. And you can tell like his attitude, he's always laughing. He's always smiling. He's always having fun. He's always chatting with like when he's on first base and a runner's on, he's always talking, messing around.
0: In the World Series, he's shooting the shit with the guy on the opposing team who just hit a single. And he's probably like, hey, bro, nice hit. Exactly. He's
2: just having fun and he's going to get paid because of it. Like that's the thing. The money will come. The money always comes if you're doing like, once again, if you're doing what you love, like you said, Salty, if you're doing what you love. So yeah, I think that is the natural order of things. So yeah, it's the way it has to be. You can't have, you can't have uh, birth without death or you can't have life without death. So it's no different when we, that's, you know, and that's what keeps people like building that bridge. There's a lot of death that goes on in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's messy and it's nasty and most people don't have the stomach for it. It's why most people don't reach. Or attain those goals that I say I hate creating. But a lot of it is because that's why I like using destiny because it seems just so much bigger and weightier. So when you tell people you're going to have to go through hell to get that, it's a little different than being like, hey, that goal of, you know, making an extra thousand bucks this month, you're gonna have to go through hell to get that. That doesn't sound near as tempting. For sure. It's like for a thousand bucks, I'll just, you know, figure out another way. (laughs) Um, But that that's I don't know. For me, that's what that's what it gets me up in the morning.
3: Hmm. So it. uh live from the research desk aka me <laughs> uh, aka wikipedia <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah literally wikipedia uh the the wikipedia of Hernan Cortez and I don't know if this if this context will change the conversation a little bit uh so Cortez goes and helps take over what is now Cuba and the original the first mayor or whatever uh, governor of of Cuba grants Cortez in uh, a what do you call it uh, a charter to to go conquer Velasquez or I'm sorry Velasquez was the was the the mayor. basically oh Veracruz. So Cortez is is set to go take uh, be a conquistador in Veracruz in Mexico but he revokes the the charter at the last minute. And Cortez says, screw you, I'm gonna do it anyway. And mm. that is when he burns the boats. Okay. <laughs> Ego. So, yeah. So I think I think that's interesting because it's not it's not just it's not just, oh, we have a goal. I don't I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about that because it's he he can't go back. He I mean he's I, I feel like in that in those days, you go back to that, you are dead. Your Absolutely. your head's on the Absolutely. your head's rolling on the ground. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I think that kind of, you know,
1: takes us back to that question. Like, is it harmful? Or, I mean, I think a lot of people want to be able to say, like, failure's not an option. I'm going to get it no matter what it takes. And it's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it takes uh, someone who's wired a little bit differently to find motivation out mm-hmm. of there's no going back. Mm-hmm. Because I think people want to play it safe a lot more. And maybe safe is smart in certain situations, but, um, you know I've done it. I guess I've done it in like small ways. Like during that race I just did this past summer,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know I'm I'm going through it, and like I remember talking to you about it. I'm like, I mean I could just stop. Like I'm not going to lose anything out of this. Like yeah, I you know paid money to register for the race, and you know people ask me how it went, I'll just you know tell them oh, I didn't finish. But it's like. <laughs> At the same time, like I say, I won't lose anything, but like you said, Billy, like you'll lose everything if Absolutely. you quit. So I think in like small moments, telling myself, you know, burning those boats psychologically, like uh-huh. there is no other way except to get across the finish line uh-huh. in that instance. So I think it can be used to motivate in certain areas or certain situations, but um, I mean, for long term goals. I, yeah, I think it could be a little bit dangerous because you have to understand that there's different ways to get to where you're going. Absolutely. And like, I mean,
2: it's a big difference between what he did and what we're doing, right? No, like, no, we are just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, but like if you looking at it from our vantage point, I mean, to me, failure is failure is priceless. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you learn right like without failure you truly can't move forward it's impossible you can still burn the boat mm. but like you have to have that failure in order to move on I mean it, it, with the podcast like what are people going to listen to what do people want to listen to how do you advertise I mean it's like what you said if you wouldn't have gone through the last 15 months and like resurrected you wouldn't have had the opportunity where you talked to another, uh, this other podcaster and now you have a better way to like you just wouldn't have gotten there Yep,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's impossible But that's like, that's the grind. Like to me, that's,
3: that's the beauty. I love. Yes. So rephrasing this and kind of partially catching Justin up. uh, I think the, what's well established is this, this concept becomes super dangerous in these times only because there's no actual situation where we are doing anything as, uh, as serious as burning the boat. So you don't have to go back to, the person that you're defying to not get your head chopped off <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah. like Billy I know you have the the non-negotiables in your uh-huh. day every yes. day yep and I think that's a perfect example of you have to manufacture that that ability and it, it's it's gone from a physical burning of the boats to a mental you have to Manufacture a situation in your head. You for you, it's every single day. And for Uh most people, it it should be every day Uh to to say, I can't do this. I might fail at it. I might need to find a new way how like if I if I miss miss the mark today, I need to figure out how to make it up tomorrow. But you have to manufacture that boundary for yourself by maybe burning burning the metaphorical boats. Uh Absolutely. And
2: and that's what I loved about Salty's answers. I didn't look at it that way. Hmm. I looked at it, which is funny. I actually looked at it more in the material because that's how I felt that was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think what's hardest when I'm coaching somebody and Salty, it's funny, I think you do it pretty effortlessly and maybe I don't know you that well, but I don't know if you really realize you do it is the burning of the boats is what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. Right. And that's, and a lot of people, you know, when we get to that point where it's like, okay, you want this thing, we got a strategy and it's like, okay, now what, how are you, what, what's going to come against you? Right. It's like you do a SWOT analysis, right? Mm -hmm. What are the threats? What's going to come against you? Uh, and they may throw some things out there they never throw themselves out there which is always number 1 that's always like the biggest problem cuz like you are your biggest threat my friend um, but then it's like okay now what are we willing to sacrifice cuz with all those threats come a bunch of sacrifices with all these opportunities are a bunch of sacrifices what are you willing to give up to to do the thing right mm-hmm. which is which is a burning of the boats too i mean i and we probably do do it a lot more than than, than what I would give credit for or think about. But it just, it's like that. It's just the building the bridge. It's just the natural process, mm. you know? I mean, for you guys to do this podcast, what did you have to sacrifice? I mean, you're sacrificing what? Family time, a Netflix show, whatever Money. it is. Money. <laughs> I mean, true, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you are. There's definitely investment. You know? and And it's like, but that's what, but the thing is most people don't plan it out don't think about it and it's like you see it and you're like, oh, I want that thing. That'll be easy. No problem because we, you know, live in a microwave age mm-hmm. and then we just go after it and then two days later, you know, we're like, damn, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or 90 days into the podcast, you're like, fuck, this is a lot more work than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: definitely had that thought once or yeah. twice. Yeah. Well, because, it, because Joe was editing everything at that oh, point because yeah. I didn't know how to do it and once I learned
3: how to do it,
1: you're like, Joe, I need your <laughs> need yeah. you to do it. I mean, yeah.
3: There were there were legitimately weeks in the first three months. So we we put out minimum one episode, more often than not, three episodes a week. <laughs> and yeah. each yeah. of those episodes, because I was like slow at the process and figuring it out, I was taking two or three times our record time to come out with a finished product so I'm here and we're recording two hour episodes we, yeah. we're
0: much better now about staying on track and on time
3: so I'm, I'm sitting here school full time working part time and then putting at least 12 to 20 hours into this podcast <laughs> not including recording <laughs> so yes I had moments where I was like oh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing with this right now <laughs> And yeah. some
2: of those things you may not even see until you start, right? Yeah, for exactly. sure. We but, didn't
3: we didn't know what we didn't
2: know. But mm-hmm. that's where that that's where to me you grab a coach, you get like I yeah. do, I love to front end like the preparation. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do something like I want to know, I I want to know what is this going to cost me cuz everything has a cost. Mm-hmm. So I know to take something on, I got to give well, at least one thing up. Mm-hmm. Maybe 20 things. And it could just simply be time but I'm going to have to give something up. Can I, I want to, I want to say, I add a caveat to that.
0: You either need to give something up or you need to be it, it, whatever unit that you would be giving up, you can do that or get an equal, an equal parts more intentional with your time. Because I think even so like for let me speak from my perspective there there was there is time out there in the ether that i was pissing away but the, but then you're sacrificing that time right so you're always
2: sacrificing
0: right but i was i was either going to sacrifice that time to be unproductive or sacrifice that time to be productive cuz i could sit there and scroll on tiktok for 2 hours and <laughs> am i am i adding value to anything about my life no i'm just melting my brain away watching my f- watching my phone So I'm not saying like, oh, I have to choose between, you know, spending time with my family or do the podcast. It's when I'm spending time with my family, I'm very intentional about that time so that when I go to do the pod, like I'm making deposits into that account of family time. So when I need to step away from that and make a withdrawal, there's plenty of money in that account. Does that, does that kind of oh, make no, sense? A-
2: absolutely. And intentionality is an insanely important, but I also would challenge you just being is really important too. Mm-hmm. And like we live in the society of just be more productive, be more efficient, do more, do more. And I think it's horseshit. And I'm a doer, I like to do, but I think it's really important just sit on your ass sometimes and do nothing, not even meditate, throw in a sure. movie. Sure. Do you know but, what I mean? But being
0: intentional about absolutely that.
2: absolutely correct absolutely. because uh,
0: like they're they're are you because if you're intentional about it and say hey i've i've done x y and z yep. and absolutely. on thursday night you know I, I could go work out i could do more but i've got two hours where i don't have anything in my calendar and i'm a little bit burnt out i'm gonna go sit on the couch and eat cheetos and watch netflix I love Cheetos Hot Fire. Cheetos Hot yes. Cheetos Yes That's what I was just going <laughs> to say Amen Amen So I agree I agree 100% yeah, I agree of whatever, whatever you. you say but like I think sometimes the reason that people don't do things mm-hmm. or don't try something new I don't have the time for that Time is But if you biggest. audit your week you have
3: 168 hours That always blows my mind every time but, I hear that Yeah Like legitimately I'm yeah. like what yeah. And then I count the hours up. Yeah. And
0: like, and you say we'll sleep eight hours, you know, take eight hours out of that for sleep. But 50% of us in the room have kids. So we're not sleeping eight hours a night consistently. Well, and
1: what did, what was it? Tupac. He said, I can sleep when I die. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, 50. I can sleep when my kids was are in college. Yeah. Oh, was it 50?
0: Maybe. I don't remember. Is that when he died? When he was 50? <laughs> no. That's not.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. That was the whitest comment I've ever heard in my life. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> man, I lost a little street cred. Oh, hey, hold man. on. I, I, got, I got a thought. Yeah, go for it. From from the conversation we were just having, he was driven by fear. Yes. Right? He mm-hmm. took fear, did something, uh, let's just say positive.
3: Mm-hmm. or Anecdotally. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um. He raised a bunch of money for charity in like Mexico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He yeah. did something. Yeah, he, what he, he did was he, he, not good.
0: He wrote it off on a Schedule C, though. Don't don't get it but twisted. He, <laughs> he, was, he was driven
2: by fear and took it and did something. Like I said, good, bad, right, wrong. Sure. That's not the argument. For the conversation. Yeah. But how many people, right, like take that, the, the excuse you're saying, right, mm-hmm. the lack of intentionality, I believe it, the majority of it is out of fear where they won't do what he did right they won't take it they won't take that fear bottle it up and do something i mean we all have fears i had fear driving over here and doing this and i love doing this stuff mm-hmm. i love being on camera i love the microphone but it's still scary like it's still challenging people are going to listen to this and they're going to make judgments and they're like they're going to do the whole deal and who knows what they're going to think i mean there, there's all kinds of fear that's tied up in all of in everything we do mm-hmm. right but I also believe like part of the magic is learning to bottle that up and do something. I mean, I can imagine salty when you did the, uh, uh, I keep thinking Ironman, but the triathlon Mm -hmm. I had, I, I would assume there was some fear in that.
1: Oh yeah. A ton, you know, the whole, what was that? Three hours The I mean the whole training for it, like there was constant, um, fear like of failure am I going to finish this am I going to come up short am I not going to meet my goals like am I going to drown in the water like I mean anything like anything from Absolutely. you know the small things to the big things so um I don't I don't think I was driven by fear but like you said I kind of compartmentalized it and then you know decided how I'm going to maneuver with that fear I guess per how, se. how did you move through it um man it's I go to, I don't know, people always like, my friends are like, dude, you're sick for like thinking this way, but like lining things up, seeing what I'm going to have to sacrifice, telling myself like how bad it's going to suck to, to prepare for this. But like, that's what gets me like pumped and excited. Like I'm, I might, you know, like I'm going to have a mental breakdown during this training. Like I'm going to have, like I, I have to make a huge sacrifice Um, Physically, mentally, like, you know, with my time, with my sleep um, for the next seven months. And people don't, they don't want to think about something they're doing seven hours from now. Uh So Uh I think like being abnormal in that aspect is what kind of motivated me to learning to love the suck. Yes. (laughs) I, there's some David Goggins mantra that
0: you've got going on. It's so
3: good. Yeah. I totally get it though. I love it. I my I, love it. I was a swimmer in high school, and my absolute favorite race was the 200 yard uh, freestyle. And the reason it was my favorite, which sounds absolutely absurd to most people, is it is the hardest race there is. Yeah, it, it is. Sucks. A, it is a long sprint. The first time I did it, I got out of the pool and almost passed out into the pool, and someone <laughs> had to like sit me down. But I was like ready to do it Great. again because it's like it. If you can, if you can remove yourself from the prep, from the from the moment, and you look at the after and the uh, the accomplishment of what you can do, with the suckiest situation that you can be given, everything feels better on the end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like yeah. almost passing out that. was the best feeling because I knew I knew in that moment I gave everything for that race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, awesome. I lost. Mm-hmm. I did terrible in that race, but that didn't matter.
2: Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love that would you say fear's your lighthouse what do you mean by like 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 for me when when I feel fear I know that I have to lean into that I have to go in that direction because there's yeah. something there
1: that yeah I'm and if you I mean unless you address it it's always going to be there mm-hmm. and until you you know um tackle that identify what it is learn how to handle it mm-hmm. and kind of do with it what you need to rather than let it do to you what it the fear wants to mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I agree. I think I'm there uh with you hundred percent. I think we're kind of wired the same with certain things mm-hmm. that I've come Absolutely. to discover. So yeah, I think, you know, there's there's a healthy amount of fear that everyone needs to have in order to to um I guess be successful, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, whether mm-hmm. that be business wise or um, you know, mentally, spiritually, just, mm-hmm. you know, success in learning more and finding more about yourself in
3: order to keep on growing. Awesome. So I think I have uh, one more question and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Yep, that sounds good. Um, I think from the context and, and talking about what it, what it means to burn the boats these days and, and the fact that we need to arbitrarily build our own, uh, our own boundary for what we're willing to give up. Would you say that it's more difficult or less difficult today to do the concept, whether it is physical or mental, like it does, does the idea of setting that line in the sand or burning the boats, do you think that's easier or harder today? Harder. I just think the
2: world around you gives you everything opposite of what, like, Salty said he did, mm-hmm. for the uh, which I a billion percent agree with you. Like, I mean, I when we first met, I was like, I love this guy. Because like three things he said, I was like, kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like embrace the suck. Yeah. No one wants to do that. I mean, hell, we're at Instagram and people are taking pictures in fake uh, private jets. I mean, there, you know what I mean? There is yeah. no real. Yeah. Like, there is no real. So to actually do something real and to feel that, and to go to those like the you know, the, the shadow self, like a Carl mm-hmm. Jung would talk about, like that's that's completely opposite. Yeah. Of 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 what the world says do. Completely opposite. But when you do that, you get to kill off some of the, like some of that you that maybe the world helped create that isn't the best you, and then you get to birth a new you, that's hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you said, seven months, seven months of grinding for a three hour race. You know, I yeah. mean, that's not real sexy. And you just did it for fun. Yeah. There's no real payoff.
1: That's end. why people are like, what is wrong with you? It's <laughs> not know? fun.
2: But that's the thing. But that's why you are who you are. And you're successful and you're doing awesome. And you're a great dad, great husband, you know. And I mean, you're the pokey shops killing it like. That's because you do these things, but that's not... So people don't want to wrap their minds around that reality, you know? But it's true. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I have mad inspiration from you.
1: Oh, I appreciate that.
0: I love it. Well, I think that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate Jake and Billy coming on the show, Producer Joe, on the sound as always I want to thank you for tuning in. Oh, one quick announcement before we roll that intro music. So, um, uh, I mentioned this in the last show. I'm probably going to plug this from here on out, probably should do it earlier in the episode so we can guarantee that people <laughs> hear it. But, um, I am, uh, going to be a reoccurring guest on a very popular, uh, political talk show on the Southern coast. And, uh, you can catch that Fridays at nine to 10 Eastern. Um, and I'll put a link to that in the description, but it'll be streaming on Facebook, YouTube Live, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, it's called Let Freedom Ring. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to try to talk Noah into talking a lot of sports and a little bit of less politics. But hey, we'll we'll see where it goes. I'm not hosting that show, so I'm not I'm not steering the boat. I'm just uh, I'm just burning the boats. Oh, just to put ah, on. Did <laughs> Didn't make sense, but it sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Joe, roll that sound, and we will see you on the next episode.